The clock starts now. My name is Srikant Joshi. This week's episode is based on the theme Two Down, One To Go, which was generated last week using the random phrase generator on randomnamegenerators.com. I initially wanted to write a short story on the theme because this past week has been crazy hectic. I had even begun drafting something resembling a sci-fi story on the prompt, but then I met someone who just happened to slot in so neatly into the theme that I had to interview him. Without further ado, here is this week's story, Crossing 22. A bit of a warning, there are some portions of the audio that might be in Hindi because code mixing between Hindi and English is not just common, but it's a way of life in India. Harsh Savargaonkar is barely out of college. Uh, I am 22. He graduated from engineering college just this past year. I am a computer science engineer, so I graduated this year from engineering. But unlike other people his age, Harsh isn't looking for a job. In fact, Harsh is the one giving jobs. Not just to other students his age, but to people much older than him probably. I am building a Web3 gaming studio. A mobile game based on the ecosystem of the sport of cricket. It's called Crick in Shots. In his own words, One, we believe that uh, India has a lot of potential to come up with India-themed or India-based games. And that is why we want to sort of build this for the Indians primarily and then obviously take it to the global level. And our second goal with this is to uh, get Web3 mainstream. We believe that gaming can onboard the first million people to Web3. Harsh is a serial entrepreneur who is currently working on his second startup. I started this last year with my co-founder Aditya. And before this, I've run another startup for a while. We It was a software services company. We took it to profitability. And then I sort of got very bored. And it's no itty-bitty thing out of a garage either. These guys, Harsh and his team, they've raised funding from serious investors. The developers are busy toiling away to build the game while the C-suite is trying to navigate the tricky waters of running a startup. So phase 3 was actually getting hit with the reality ki how things work and what we are doing is wasting time. Makes you wonder what his journey must have been like to get here, right? Well, it made me wonder too. So I sat down with Harsh and got him to tell me about these three phases of his life. The two that had already gone and the one that he was currently in. Two down and the third one ongoing. Harsh's story begins, as most such stories do, at a very young age. Young Harsh, by his own admission, is a quiet, unassuming kid who doesn't do much. My life looked like going to school, reading books the whole day because I had no friends in school, coming back home, reading more books because I had no friends in society or anywhere else, sleeping, and then the cycle repeats. Even his parents were wondering if he would amount to something in his life. Because I didn't do anything. I had zero skills that they could see. Until 8th grade. One day, when Harsh was in 8th grade and loitering around the computer lab, he happened to overhear a teacher telling a bunch of students about a game development competition. And it was an inter-school competition that was being announced to these group of kids. Now, Harsh knew these students. They were the smart ones. That is, they were the ones who consistently got good grades and therefore consistently got picked to represent the school for various extracurricular activities and competitions. Only these six kids used to get the opportunity. I mean, they even send these kids to different countries for different uh, things just because they scored very well. 
something about the moment didn't sit right with Harsh and he asked the teacher for details. More importantly, he didn't like that the kids other than this bunch of smarty pants weren't even considered for activities like this. That's why he decided to dive right into the thick of things. I don't know what came in my mind. I suddenly told her that I game development. I am very good at it. I've been doing it for years. Harsh had never developed a game in his entire life before that moment. But he did have a good understanding of computers and a basic understanding of programming. His parents too were quite supportive of this endeavor of his. So they are like, if you have made a decision that you want to make something and you want to participate in the competition, we are here to support you in all ways. They got him a new PC over the next couple of days and Harsh started learning game development in his spare time. And I ended up winning the second place in the whole competition. That win at the competition taught him something very valuable. If you are not getting anything, then even for scraps you'll fight. And then that shapes you into being someone better and then it makes more sense for you. Sometime later, a robotics workshop was announced. He joined up and found that he had a real passion for robotics because it combined three of his other passions, mechanical, electronic and software engineering. Harsh took to it like a fish to water. During the workshop, the organizers happened to talk about a robotics contest. And that resulted in a repeat of the same set of events as had happened at the inter-school game development competition a year ago. So me being me, I tried to pester them throughout the three weeks. Long story short, Harsh managed to embed himself into the team of these professionals who were working in the field of robotics. Over the next few years, they built various robots and entered them into contests. They won the regionals but couldn't somehow win the nationals until his last year with the team. And when we won in the Nationals, that is when we became Team India and we went to the European Open Robotics Championship. Harsh describes this second phase as a rebellion because he came out of his cocoon and began pushing boundaries. He pushed back against the restraints, he pushed the envelope and he pushed himself out of his comfort zone. And that is how Harsh found himself partnering with a few of his friends and starting a services company while still in college called Inator. The first startup I started when I was 19 in my second year that is. And then when I started that, I tried to convince my group of friends, they sort of agreed to join in. And then that is how we started the services business. Inator was conceived because Harsh wanted to be a founder of a startup because he wanted to build something of his own. It took a few attempts, but they actually did well enough to reach profitability. Now, if you are an Indian and you're listening to this, you're probably thinking, what about his parents? Are they okay with him saying and doing all these things? Well, uh, how do I put this? That is something you should know about Harsh's parents. His mom, specifically. She herself is like a three-times entrepreneur. She built her first startup when she was in college. So she her first startup was a computers company where she built the computer hardware and sold it to big companies. His father comes from a different perspective. He has come from a background where he has had to struggle or sort of work really hard from a very young age. But both parents believe in giving Harsh the freedom that he needs to explore as much as he wants. One of the best things about them is that even though sometimes they know I'm going to realize that this is a mistake. They still let me allow to sort of explore it on my own. Which is how we have arrived at the current phase. Phase 3 of Harsh's life. This phase actually began while Harsh was still working on his first startup. Barely a year or two in, they decided to pivot because 
Harsh had always wanted to build something of his own. So startup and company, obviously, that's not the only thing you can do. But when you are in the software field, starting something of your own or building a project and taking it to the next level, that made the most sense. And then we luckily got the Startup India ka grant. So it was an equity-free grant where you get that money and you don't have to give any equity of the company. The 15 lakhs from Startup India was the sign they needed to complete the pivot. They decided to shut down their service offerings and focus entirely on this new venture. Gaming was the area they had decided to go into and that is how Crick in Shots came into existence. So at that point, two things happened. First, I got introduced to a guy called Tushar from Ideas to Impacts. The person, one of the people who changed everything for me. He is the first mentor that we have. But anybody who's attempted to do something like this knows that the road to becoming a unicorn is littered with the dried husks of several failed startups. There were times when Harsh feared he would join them. At one point, he and his co-founders had a very difficult decision to make. I found those first investors who were willing to put um, put money in us. Uh, we got our first term sheet. Obviously an amazing moment because someone trusting us with uh, money. But there were some things in the term sheet and some points from their end which we did not uh, match on. But the money was running out. The investors insisted on meeting them in Bangalore and gave them the weekend to mull things over. So we were in a very bad position. Everything started going wrong at the same time. We were like, at least we'll have money in the bank. So we were going to say yes to them. A friend invited them to a meetup where other startup founders were mingling. And that's where they met Nitin. So Antler is a global VC and Nitin is the India head, uh, India partner and also the Web3 head. And he was announcing, saying that uh, Antler is investing and we want to put in money in a lot of projects. So come and pitch to me if you want. As expected, tons of founders approached Nitin with their ideas. And then there was Harsh. He was developing a Web3-powered mobile game and had a ready prototype. So he waited patiently. I didn't want to cut into anyone's turn. I wanted him to focus on me when I'm telling my thing. Nitin invited him to share his pitch. And if you've been hearing closely so far, you know that Harsh pounced on that opportunity. I showed him the product and then he's very impressed because he's like, oh, this is very good. And Web3 Gaming was a very interesting sector for him because he is a Web3 global lead of Antler. An impressed Nitin told him they were interested in discussing things further, which is when Harsh explained that they already had term sheets and were expected to give a final response after the weekend. Very fortunately, they also sped up their process for us. Over the weekend, they did two, three more calls with us. They understood our journey, our background better. And then within a few days, they are like, okay, okay we'll come in, we'll invest. And uh, you can say no to them. Long story short, Nitin and his firm are now institutional investors in Cricken Shots. We now suddenly have the whole Antler team as mentors, advisors, and they are the most friendliest and amazing people that we have met. They have helped us in so many ways by being away as well. And they don't want to do, in they don't want to interfere. They're letting us execute, but helping at the right time where required. So what is Cricken Shots? Well, it's a strategy game based around the sport of cricket powered by a layer of Web3. For the more serious gamers out there, it is basically kind of like football manager, but for cricket. I actually saw the game prototype and I would describe it as football manager meets Clash Royale meets uh, Gwent or Magic the Gathering. It looks quite fun, to be honest. The game is called Cricken Shots. C-R-I-C-I-N-S-H-O-T-S. For anyone who wants to install it, go to our website, crickinshotscrisinshots.com. So imagine the scenario that you are watching a live uh, cricket match, World Cup ka final. Hai. You are sitting with your friends, biting your nails, kya hoga? and uh, let's say Dhoni is on the strike. And in 5 balls, mein, he has to make, let's say, 10 runs. 
एंड ही हैज अ स्ट्रैटेजी इन इज माइंड हिज कोच इज ऑलरेडी टोल्ड इम क्या करना है बट यू एज अ व्यूअर डोंट नो दिस सो यू आर बेसिकली लाइक अ बैकसीट ड्राइवर इन दिस केस देर वॉज नो वे फॉर प्लेयर्स टू एक्चुअली इंस्ट्रक्ट दीज प्लेयर्स इन दिस वे दे कुड जस्ट व्यू एंड होप कि द प्लेयर्स डू दिस सो वी आर ब्रिंगिंग दैट एक्सपीरियंस इन वेर यू आर अ कोच एंड यू आर वॉचिंग द मैच एज इट गोज एंड यू कैन इंस्ट्रक्ट यूर प्लेयर्स टू चेंज द स्ट्रैटेजी एज as the time comes so where does this web 3 layer come in cricket is not just batters bowlers it's stadium owners it is people who own different ipl teams it is people who own ip rights to these teams it's people who stream these ipl matches it's people who trade different things it's people who sell uh, merchandise like cricket ke clothes so it's a whole ecosystem right so in the game you can be a stadium owner and uh, you can passively earn rent so you just invest and buy a stadium which is an nft and when you buy a stadium you don't have to come and check out daily game mein lekin whenever someone plays on your stadium you earn rent okay i need to provide a disclaimer here i am very much unconvinced about web3 i think it is a good idea but a bad solution in fact another friend of mine put it quite beautifully i think he says web3 could be thought of as a solution looking for a problem and if you thought i was dissing harsh there think again it is way overhyped than it should be but then the market crashed and now in this bear market people who are just the noise are sort of already cut out because now they are on to the next thing and for the most end user like for example you and me as users we don't care web3 or web2 i like the honesty i am still unconvinced but as long as there are people like harsh working on this technology i'm willing to keep an open mind but anyway this is harsh's phase 3 to put it in his own words so phase 3 i would say is sort of i mean i'll try to find a better word for it to so but sort of getting all things together you know that like puzzle puzzle ka dabba hai you have all the pieces now but now you have to arrange them in the right place the pieces he is talking about are the availability of everything he needs to run a successful startup he has the capital the resources the people the mentors and a robust support system this phase is all about figuring out how to best utilize them obviously i want startup that we are building to go to the next level and that is the goal we want to take it to the next level which where we want to be a gaming studio where we have built multiple successful games but now that the pond is getting bigger there is too much noise so the next step is to cut down most of them to cut down the noise and to sort of build your own boat in this big pond i still can't believe this guy is only 22 and that's the end of today's story Thanks to Harsh Savargaonkar for giving me his time and special thanks to Ankur for introducing me to him. This was a crazy week for me. I was basically out of town for half the week and didn't have enough time to even scout for stories. I'd resolved to write and perform a short fiction piece last week itself for this particular theme, but on Friday, I was sitting at a local cafe with a friend of mine with whom I'm working on a very interesting video project. Details will come later. We were discussing a few ideas that we wanted to collaborate on in the coming days. That's when Harsh walked in. Apparently he was next on my friend's calendar. After the initial pleasantries were exchanged and we told each other about the things we were working on, in a brief moment of either lucidity or craziness, I asked Harsh, "When I say two down, one to go, what comes to mind?" Harsh took a few seconds to think and then replied, "Interesting. That sounds very much like the phases of my life so far." And that's when I knew I had found my story for this week. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. Thank you for hearing me out.
The Clock Starts Now is a weekly podcast in which I solo produce a new story every week based on a totally random theme sourced from the internet. Episodes are published every Sunday at 10 a.m. Indian Standard Time. The theme music for this podcast is Highway 430 by Blue Dot Sessions. Additional music and sounds from Sound Effects Factory and Blue Dot Sessions. The best way to support this podcast right now is to share it with someone who you think would enjoy this kind of stuff. The second best way is to email me any and all critique at the email address mentioned in the show notes. I'm also on most social media sites and my DMs are always open. Links to them can be found in the episode notes. Oh and the podcast now has a companion newsletter in which I write in greater detail about my struggles with producing these episodes. Again, link in the show notes. Subscribe if you want BTS details. Next week's theme will be posted along with the show notes of this episode. If you want to join me in this race, you are most welcome. Either leave a voice message for the show, check the show notes for the link, or produce a story under 5 minutes. and send it to my inbox by 10 pm indian standard time next saturday i'll see you next week for now this is me shrikant signing off <laughs>